0: Welcome to the I Want to Know podcast. I'm Josh Spector, and I am your host. If you don't know who I am, I'm the creator of the For the Interested newsletter, which you can check out at fortheinterested.com. If you're new here, this podcast exists to help creative entrepreneurs get their questions answered. But today we're gonna do something a little different. It's gonna be a special episode and I am gonna give you a behind the scenes look at my most successful product ever, my Skill Sessions membership. I'm gonna get into how and why I created Skill Sessions, how I sell them, and also share some of the most valuable tactics I've presented in the sessions themselves. To help me do this, I have brought on my secret weapon, Emily Benedict, and she will ask me some questions about the sessions. She's the perfect one to do this because she has been to every session. She has helped me with them from the beginning. She probably heard me talk about them before I even launched them. She's probably the first one that I was like, hey, I have this idea for this thing. What do you think? And had she been like, terrible idea, I probably wouldn't have done it. So. In some ways, they only exist because of her. I'm sure she has a unique perspective on them, and I thought she'd be the perfect one to talk to me about them. Hello, Emily. Welcome to the show.
1: Hello. Great to be here.
0: Yeah. Emily also is the one, for anyone that doesn't know, who edits the show and helps me put it together. So if she says anything she doesn't like, she gets to edit herself out of it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Perfect plan.
0: The perfect. Yeah. The perfect guest. Cool. So let's jump into it. What is the first thing you want to know about my skill sessions?
1: All right. I think everyone will be interested to hear why you chose the format that you chose for skill session and how you do it. And also give them an exciting sneak peek about and why you're going to be including monthly Q&As now going forward. Ah, yes.
0: Teaser, which I probably should have mentioned up top. (laughs) So let me start with, for for people that don't know what my skill sessions are, let's start there and explain what the the format is. First of all, you can learn more about them, and you can sign up to to get them at joshspector.com slash sessions. So let me explain the format. Skill sessions are basically one hour video presentations on specific topics where I teach you how to essentially speed up your audience and business growth. They're recorded live on Zoom. Members get to come attend live. They get to ask questions at the end, and they're also available on demand. So if you can't make the live one, you can check it out at your convenience. I should also add that I do a new one once every two months. So there's six a year, I've put out eight already, and that's where we're at with things. In general, when it comes to creating a product, a service, anything, packaging and format is really important. And so I spend a lot of time thinking about how do I wanna package my expertise? What is the format I wanna use? And most things that I've created, just like this podcast is a somewhat unique format with people coming on and asking me questions. I limit it to sort of three questions an episode. My newsletter has a unique format and that it's a one paragraph daily newsletter, these things are very deliberate. And so when I package things, I'm always trying to do a few things. I'm trying to deliver as much value per minute invested as possible, right? So set aside the money, even if it's a free product like this podcast or like my newsletter, I'm always trying to see, okay, how can I get people as much value in as short a period of time as possible. The second thing that's a key to the way I think about packaging is I always want to package my expertise in a way that's as actionable as possible. So I'm always trying to get very specific. I'm trying to avoid the sort of generalities. If I'm doing about something about social media, telling people like, oh, well, be engaging, like that's not really that helpful. Show people how to to do something. And then the third thing that I think about when I'm packaging anything is creating a format that is unique in some way. If I'm gonna do a course or a newsletter or a podcast, what can I do that's slightly different than what everyone else is doing? And I think that's really helpful and that it helps you stand out and it gives people a reason to choose your creation over others. And a lot of times it can be a really small tweak. Like the, the truth is there's a lot of podcasts, for example, that are similar to mine, but just flipping it and having people ask me the questions and saying, oh, we're only going to do three questions. And that makes it a little different. It makes me stand out from the crowd. So that's how I think about creating anything, free products. And so I carry that over into creating paid products and with skill sessions, try to check all of those boxes. And I think that I have done that. So when I was developing the skill sessions format in particular, I thought about sort of what are the other options for people to learn this kind of stuff? There's courses, there's communities, there's content, both free and paid. And I thought about for each of those things, what is the reason that someone should buy my skill sessions as opposed to buying some course or some community beyond the fact that hopefully my expertise is as least as valuable and hopefully more than other options that are out there. But one of the things I say all the time is better is a subjective judgment call. And I think if you go out there and sort of say buy my product because it's better than the competitors, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, maybe it's better for one person, but not better for the other so I'm always trying to differentiate. And this is how I think about the differentiation of why someone should choose my skill sessions. So in comparison to courses, I think most courses, even if they're valuable, most of them are bloated and unnecessarily long time commitments, both for cohorts and for courses on demand. You see so many courses that they're trying to, they're trying to convince you how valuable it is. And it's like, oh, it's eight hours worth of videos. Well, do you need eight hours worth of videos? Probably not. There tends to be a lot of fluff built into those courses. Same thing with cohorts. Do you need a two-month, three-month cohort, or could that be accomplished in one month or one hour or whatever? So I see the skill sessions as being the reason to choose the sessions as opposed to a course is it's not a huge time commitment. It's a 45-minute to an hour video once every two months, and I give you the actions to take and you can go do them. The other thing is in comparison to communities, I found while communities can be valuable, most of them have a very low signal to noise ratio. And I think they can also lead people to spend more time talking about their work than actually doing it. There is definitely value in communities. I belong to some, but it's also easy for a community to become a distraction and sort of make you feel like you're making progress when talking about stuff on a message board is usually not as valuable as actually doing the thing. So on the one hand, and while I do call skill sessions membership, I don't have a message board. I don't have a community portion of it. And in some ways it would make sense to have that. And I've definitely thought about it, but ultimately I don't do it because I don't really think it necessarily serves people and helps them speed up their their growth. And then the last one is comparing it to content. Most content that people put out there, again, free or paid, isn't actionable or specific enough, in my opinion. There are a million blog posts out there that will tell you how to grow your newsletter. Most of them are relatively generic. When I do a skill session on how to grow your newsletter, it's literally 30 specific things you can do in five minutes a day to grow your newsletter. No sort of generic stuff. And the other thing I should say too, is with all my sessions, I'm sharing things I've done or other people have done that are proven. It's not hypothetical. It's amazing to me how many people are teaching things that they haven't actually done. They went and read about how other people did it and they're like, I'm a newsletter expert and you've published three issues of your newsletter, so you're probably not a newsletter expert. And so again, my hope is that my skill sessions counter each of the issues that those other sort of options have. Not a huge time commitment, incredibly actionable, not distracting the distractions of a community, that, that kind of stuff although they still have some of those values. They have the educational component of a course. While there isn't a community, there is a Q&A at the end of every session. So you do have the opportunity to ask questions of me. You have the opportunity to learn from questions that other people might have. And then the last thing I would say too is they're very affordable. I sell them and we'll get into pricing and stuff later, but you know, I sell them for $50 for an individual session or $150 gets you the full archive and the next six over the course of the year. If you were to sign up today for $150, you're basically getting 14 sessions. So you're talking about $10 a session compared to most courses these days are more than $150. And a lot of communities are more than $150 for a year. That's another thing in terms of my format and packaging. So the new thing that I'm adding to them, which I'm going to call these sort of monthly jam session Q&As, Once a month, it's literally going to be an open Zoom call for members, and we'll just do Q&A. There's a few reasons why I'm adding it, and I think it fits in well. And by the way, you'll be able to join these live, or you can watch them on demand if you can't join them live. One of my core beliefs, as I mentioned before, is that the best way to learn and to teach is through specifics. So it's one of the reasons why this my podcast is people asking me specific questions about their business, their audience growth, whatever. When I'm able to talk to people specifically about what they're doing, specifically about their sales page or how they're trying to attract clients, people can take that and apply it to their own situation much better than the sort of generics. So these Q and A's will create an opportunity to get very specific with individual members and give them feedback on their own things and answer specific questions that they may have. And I believe that will also be valuable to, to other members as well. The other thing about this is there are members that need help with things or have questions about things that may not warrant a full session, but it doesn't mean that stuff's not valuable. So this creates a way for someone to ask me a question where my five-minute answer might be incredibly valuable or this five-minute bit of advice could be valuable to all of my members, but it only, and it only takes five minutes, right? It doesn't warrant a full session for me to do that. And so this creates a place for me to, to sort of share that. And again, just because I have five minutes of something that's super valuable, I don't want to waste people's time and do a full hour-long session on that. So that's my hope with the monthly Q and A's. And literally, as we're recording this, I haven't even announced it to members yet, but I did tell one or two and they're very excited about it. So that's what that's going to be. And uh, yeah, that's sort of the backstory of how I came up with the format and what it is.
1: How are members going to ask questions that is it just going to be really raw and live or are they going to submit stuff to you in advance? How is that going to work out
0: so we'll feel it out as we go and see what works best my instinct is that will it will be a combination so my guess is it will be people coming in live i'll also probably allow them have a form for them to submit questions in advance that will also give people an opportunity to maybe get questions asked even if they can't join live so they can submit questions and i go oh susie had this question about this and i just wanted to say blah 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 also, they'll be able to, when they submit questions, again, getting into specifics, right? So they might be able to go, hey, could you check out my newsletter signup page? And do you have any suggestions for me to improve it? My, my guess is that it will be a combination of the two. And we'll also have to see sort of how many people show up. I'm setting aside an hour for them. But depending on response and how many people show up and how it all goes, we'll sort of figure out maybe it goes a little longer, maybe it goes a little shorter, maybe it's, we'll, we'll sort of see. And my guess also is that some people will have similar questions. So if there's submissions in advance, let's use that newsletter signup page example. Maybe three people ask me to review their newsletter signup page. So I'll sort of group it as one and go, okay, I looked at the three things and I noticed similarities and here are things you guys can improve and and that kind of stuff. So we'll see. I'm excited about it. It'll be a work in progress like everything.
1: I think it's cool. I know. Being at every skill session, I know your last 15, 20 minutes of each one are always really valuable. People stay until the very last second, Mm -hmm. every single session. And it's just tons of cool advice in there.
0: Yeah. And I love it too, because again, it's even though I try to be as specific as possible in the presentation itself, it's just totally different when someone has a very like, okay, that was great, but how would I apply this tactic to my travel agency? Oh, let's take a look at your travel agency website. Oh, you Mm -hmm. could do X, Y, and Z. And so I think that, I think that the Q and A's are really going to add a nice, a nice element to this. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. What is your next question?
1: Okay. So I know what my personal favorite skill session is. I won't spoil it for everyone, but I do have my favorite. What do you think are the most valuable lessons that you've shared in the different ones that you've done so far? Well, first of
0: all, you can't, you can't tease me like that. I want to know what you think is the most valuable session.
1: The niche definer, niche definer, however you say it, the niche definer one is is probably my favorite one so far.
0: Yeah, I like that one too. And I think I got great feedback on that one as well because I think it's something that everybody struggles with. Mm -hmm. That one sort of covers a combination of like how to identify and hone in on your niche. And then also how to actually explain it mm-hmm. to people. Um, so that one's good. So it's, as far as sharing, I wanted to end this episode of the podcast, not only sort of talk about the, the business side and how I came up with the sessions, but actually try to give a snippet of what, what some of these are. It's a little tricky because each of these are like an hour long and they're connected. A lot of them are sort of system-based processes. So it's weird to sort of pull an individual item out of a whole system, but I'm going to try to do it anyway. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to go through the eight sessions that I've already published and try to share a snippet of actionable value tip from each of them that people listening this can use, even if you don't buy them, although you should buy them. Okay. So let's start with the first one is I have a session called How to Write Your Most Successful Blog Post Ever, a very obvious title. It is about, not surprisingly, how to write your most successful blog post ever. One of the keys in that is it doesn't necessarily mean your most highly trafficked blog post ever. And one of the things I talk about is defining success for a blog post. There's a bit in there where I talk about how to choose blog post topics that align with your goals. And in doing that, I suggest that before you write any blog post, you ask yourself these three questions. Number one, what's my overall goal? And I'm gonna give you the answers of the example. Let's say you're a consultant or something like that. So you're gonna write a blog post and you go, what's my overall goal? Why am I doing any of this? And let's say hypothetically, the consultant's overall goal is to get clients. So then, then the second question is, what's my specific goal for this post? I'm gonna write a post about this topic. Why am I doing, it? what do I hope happens? And an answer to that might be, I want to attract people who have this specific problem that I can solve. Overall goal to get clients, I'm writing this post about this topic because I want to attract people who have that problem, which I know I can solve for them. And then the third question to ask yourself is, what is my success metric for this specific post? And you'll have different goals and different success metrics for various posts. So people a lot of times default to, well, I just want as many people to read it as possible. But in this example, if the goal of the post is to attract people who have the problem you can solve, your success metric might be how many people actually contact me through it. And you write the post in a way that's designed to not only provide value to people, but to get those people to reach out to you and to essentially become leads. In that scenario, I would rather have 50 readers of the post and five of them contact me about potentially hiring me then have 5,000 readers of the post and one of them contact me about hiring me. So again, just a little snippet there about how you can get very strategic and deliberate with blog posts. The next skill session that I wanna share something from is called the Client Generator, which is all about a system you can use to get clients based on things that I have done to, to build a successful consulting business. This has also been a really popular session with people, not surprisingly, because everybody wants clients. There's a million tactics in there and things that I take you through, but I'll give you a quick one here. One of the things I talk about is a variety of ways to turn one client into two clients or multiple clients. And one of the simple suggestions I give is, let's say I call it a partner accountability package. So let's say you offer coaching calls and let's say that your typical coaching call fee, I'm making this up. Is $300. When someone wants to hire you, you can say to them, if you want, if you have a friend or a coworker or someone else that wants to join, you guys can both join and I'll charge you $400 for the two of you. It'll still be one call of an hour or whatever you charge. But for you, you both will wind up paying $200 instead of $300. The coach is now getting $400 for that hour instead of $300. And not only are they saving money, but you can say the two of you will absorb all this stuff and you'll be able to sort of help each other as you go implement again the sort of partner part of it. So it's really a win 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 for everybody and a very simple way, an example of a specific tactic you can use to again turn one client into two clients. And I use coaching as an example, but it could be for anything. It could be for anything that you do and it could also scale. You could say, Well, if you want to have two people or three people or four people, you can adjust accordingly. So that's an example from the client generator. The next session I'll share an example from is called the Relationship Builder, which was actually the most recent one I did. And this is a system you can follow to develop relationships with 50 people who can help you speed up your audience or business growth. One of the things I talk about it in depth in the session is these sort of five categories of people that you would want relationships with. And I get into depth about sort of who they are and how to identify them and how to connect with them. But the five categories are influencers, mentors, collaborators, gatekeepers, and buyers. One of the things that I show you how to do in the session is to literally create a chart with each of these categories and identify target people that fit each category that you'd want a relationship with just as a quick heads up, so influencers are essentially people who have an audience that you would want to get in front of. Mentors are people that you would want to learn from. Collaborators are people that you might want to partner with in some way. Gatekeepers are people that can get you an opportunity. So for example, maybe it's someone who runs a conference that could get you to speak there. They don't have a huge audience themselves, but they run a conference. And then buyers are obviously your your customers or potential customers. So Again, relationship builder is really good with that. And, and you wind up creating this chart of targets that you can then use the tactics that I've shown you to, to build relationships with them. The next one, which I think actually might be my best-selling individual session, is the newsletter booster, which I mentioned before is 30 things that you can do in five minutes a day to get more newsletter subscribers. I have a lot of newsletter creators who follow me, so that's probably why it sold so well. One of those tactics is the idea that most people promote their newsletter after they publish it, and you really should promote it before before and after, but especially before. I share several examples of how to do that in the session. But the key part of this concept is when you tease what's coming in the newsletter, you give people a reason to sign up. There's more of an incentive to sign up so they don't miss it. If you just tease it after it came out, they could just read it and go, okay, great. That was that was good. They don't necessarily need to sign up. So again, it's a good example of really simple tactical stuff. Anyone can do that. And it seems obvious after you say it, but until you hear that, most people don't actually promote their newsletter before it comes out. The next session is the Content Maximizer, which is all about how to repurpose your content. And this one's really good because I think most people don't get nearly the value they should out of the time and effort they put into creating content. This will show you a million ways to get more value out of it. One of my favorite examples from it, and they're all examples of things I've done, by the way, that have worked well for me, And one of the best is for the past three years, at the end of each year, I have created an ebook called The Secrets of Successful Creators. And it's literally taking everything I shared in my newsletter over the year, organizing it by topics, putting it into a PDF ebook. And I actually make it available for free as a pay what you want download. I think, I forget the exact numbers, but I think about 10 to 15% of people actually pay for it. I make a few thousand dollars on it every year. Also, it leads new people to discover me because they get this free ebook with all this amazing stuff, and then subscribe to my newsletter. And it really does not take much effort at all—none by me because Emily puts it together. But literally, we're just copy and pasting and organizing stuff. So again, just a clever way to to repurpose content, and one of many that I share. The next session, the product in a day creator. Again, one of my favorite names because it's incredibly obvious. I it shows about you. That one. Ooh, yeah. It's, it is a good one. And, and again, I think it's the other thing that I like about it is the example of all the things where I was talking about, where it's like, it's very actionable. It's very simple. It's not massively time consuming. It's like step by step. Here's how to do it. And it's showing a bunch of proven ways to do this. So one of the examples I give in it is I talk about different types of products that you can create essentially in a day. One example is actually my skill sessions and I talk about them as real time products. With my skill sessions, yes, I put a little time into creating like a keynote deck and, and take people through it. But the product itself, I'm literally recording my one hour presentation. So maybe it takes me a couple hours in advance to put together the deck. But then the product is, I have a Zoom call, I press record and I can turn around and sell that forever. And so I talk about different ways to do real-time products, not only presentations, but it could be interviews, It could be, I think one of them in there, as I talk about, I was hired to give a presentation to someone and I asked them if I could record it and then sell it as a product. They said, yes, I made more from selling the product than they paid me to give the presentation. So again, real-time product is one of the examples, but there are all sorts of simple ways that you can create and launch and sell products in a day in the aptly named product in a day creator. The next one, the niche definer, Emily's personal favorite. Lots of good stuff in there. A key concept from that one is I use the the analogy of a sculpture and how it starts with just sort of a block of marble or wood or whatever it is. And you're actually carving stuff away to to get to the sculpture. And that's how I think about niche. You're not inventing something. You're starting with this existing block of materials and then carving away, ruling things out to land with what your niche ultimately is. And one of the things that I think is really helpful in there is there's this exercise that I call the niche definer grid. I help you create this grid with with five categories, your goals, your skills, your experience, your interests and transformations that you would like to help people make or can help can help people make and you go list all this stuff and you start then going through and and I take you through how to, how to do it And you wind up, when you thought you had no idea what your niche is, you wind up with sort of a clear picture of, oh, it could be this and it could be this and these things make sense and these are the outliers. So again, very actionable and tactical stuff you can use as opposed to, I think, a lot of advice, which is a lot of niche advice is like, find a niche.
1: Pick a niche. Pick a niche.
0: Well, but how? And I think also, again, there's a lot of confusion about what a niche even is. And I talk about how your niche will always evolve and your niche is your ideal audience, not your only audience. And and we get sort of deep into it. And then the last session that I'll give you an example from here is called the Content Compass. This one is all about how to find shareworthy stuff. So not just stuff that you create, but if you have a newsletter for your social accounts, for all sorts of things, how do you find great stuff to share with people? One of the questions I get all the time with my newsletter is like, how do you find this? How do you, how do you find this stuff? And so this session answers that. And one of the tips I give in it is I talk about how to optimize your feeds so that you're getting better, more valuable stuff coming to you as opposed to just, I give a lot of tips also about how to search Google and find things and all that kind of stuff. But you know, when it comes to optimizing your feeds, a couple of specific things I talk about. So for example, follow journalists, not publications. You want to follow individuals who are experts in their field not the general publication. And one of the examples I use, I think, is if you're interested in the entertainment industry, following a movie reporter as opposed to following variety who's sharing all sorts of stuff about books and music and TV and whatever, like just go follow the movie journalist and you're going to get much better, more interesting stuff. And a general following curators is another good tip. They're already doing the work for you. People who have newsletters or podcasts or whatever, like they're curating stuff. And then following who others follow. So once you find one great source of information, go look at who they're following. And chances are the people that are influencing them are also pretty good. So that is a rapid fire, eight skill sessions in 10 minutes. When I was putting this together, I had to go back and I haven't looked at a lot of them in a long time. And I had to go back and go through like each of the things and find and I was like, oh, yeah, like this is pretty good. (laughs) And I even caught myself going, I forgot I should do that tactic. I haven't done that in a while. Exactly. So yeah, hopefully that's exactly what we're looking for. Okay, let's get to your third question.
1: So I think a lot of people would be interested to know, you talked a lot about the deliberate process you went through when you selected your format, but then now that you've created everything, what's your approach to pricing, how you market the still sessions, and generally how you sell them and how you look at it?
0: I have, like with everything, I believe everything's like an evolution. So I have, as I've gone, and as I've more clearly understood the value of the product and who it's for and how it works and the business side of it, I've learned a lot, I think. And, and again, this is one of, the, one of the challenges of doing something unique in a unique format. Is you have to figure out how to explain it. People don't necessarily know. Like They're used to like, I know what a course is and I know what a community is. And so figuring that out takes time, how to describe it. And then also the business side of it, right? How do I price it? How do, what do I, what do I sort of want to do? I think at one point it was a monthly membership and now it's just an annual membership or the individual sales. Let me talk about sort of what I've, what I've learned and what has worked well. So offering the sessions individually and as an annual subscription membership has been a great combination for me. They're priced again, right now it's $50 for an individual session and it's $150 for the subscription that's actually going to go up to 197 very soon like almost right after this episode comes out but they're priced obviously in a way that guides people to the annual subscription it's a much better deal $50 for one session is fine like that's that's still a pretty good deal but 150 or now 197 to get 15 of them is a steal Right? Like you're, you're paying hardly over $10 per subscription. That said, some people don't want to do that, or maybe they are only interested in the newsletter thing. The other stuff's not relevant to them. So offering them both individually and through subscription allows me to capitalize on different kinds of buyers, right. And allows people to get access to them. The other thing that I, that I do is. I offer discounts on individual sessions to my audience. So while they're priced at $50, it's relatively easy to get them for 25 if you know me. I'm very free with the discounts, right? And when I talk to people, I'll go, oh, you might really like the newsletter. If somebody's asking me about newsletters, I might go, you might really like the newsletter booster. Use this discount code and you can get it for just $25. In some ways, that $50 price on the individual side is almost only priced that because in my own mind, I know I'm willing to sell them for $25. So the people that are paying $50, not again, it's still a good deal. But if you're in my audience, if you get my newsletter and when I launch a new session for the first week, it's available for just $25. A high percentage of my individual sales are at $25, not at $50. The reason I do that is because I'm very proud of the product and I know they're good and I know they're valuable. I also know that if someone sees one, they're likely to want more. So I'm not really worried about discounting that initial purchase because I feel like most of those people are probably going to upgrade eventually to the membership because they're going to want more. They're going to buy more.
1: You sound like a a drug dealer.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it, it sort of is. And speaking of which, so once I sort of realized that, One of the things that I did that has worked really well for me is when you buy an individual session, either at a discounted rate or the $50 rate, you're going to get an email afterwards with an upsell offer to upgrade to a membership. And what that offer is, is essentially, hey, you bought this, again, I'll use the newsletter booster as an example. You bought the newsletter booster. Thanks so much. If you find it valuable and you'd like to upgrade to the membership, I'll refund your initial purchase. And what's really interesting is now they're making that decision of do I want this membership in a totally different spot than they were before having never seen. So now they're going, I watched one. It was really good. Now do I want the membership? And on top of that, they've already paid $25 or $50. So they're already invested. So let's say they paid $25 for it. Right now it's $150. So now they're going, is it worth $125? So I'm already committed $25. Is it worth another $125 for a thing that I know was good? is a totally different place to be in than is it worth $150 for a thing I haven't seen and maybe it's good, maybe it's not. So that's the other reason why I discount because my goal is to get people to buy one of them, assuming they're gonna like it and find it valuable and then they're gonna upgrade to the membership. So that has worked really well for well. you know well your, me.
1: your conversion? Uh, I knew you were is. gonna ask that. I'm sorry. I,
0: I don't know, <laughs> I should know better. But it's also funny because I do sometimes come across people, I came across somebody recently that had bought one and I said to them, I was having a conversation with them and I was like, Hey, if you want to upgrade, like I'm happy to refund your original purchase. And I went and looked at their account and they had bought like three of them already. And I was like, you're buying multiple of these. You really should just do the membership and you'll get all of them. And they did. So again, the messaging is still evolving and there are people that sort of slip through the cracks and maybe they didn't see the upsell email or maybe they're not thinking about it or whatever. So by no means is it perfect, but I and I don't know the exact number. It can be a little hard to track at times, but I do know that it works. Like I do know that there are people that that upgrade. The other thing is one of the things that I struggled with initially offering them for individual sale and the membership. Is when i had a new one come out it always sort of got confusing do i promote the new one individually do i promote the membership like how do i do that and what i wound up doing which has actually worked really well is when i announced the next session top i promoted in advance as promoting the membership and because because at that point if you're a member you can join live so i say oh i'm doing like the last one i did was the relationship builder so i would say oh my next skill session is going to be the relationship builder if you become a member you get all this stuff that I've done before and you'll be able to come join us live and ask questions and all that kind of stuff, right? So I'm focused on that after it's recorded. Then I do a launch of the individual session because now there's no real re- they can't join it live anyway so now I'm just promoting it individually and for that first week it's a discount and so I'm saying oh if you want the relationship builders now out you can get it for $25 if you buy it before next week and so what I have realized with this approach is it actually creates urgency on both ends so on the front end, if you want to see come to this thing live and ask questions, you got to become a member before we record it. And on the back end, if you want to buy it individually at the discounted rate, you have a week. And so for me, it's also given me clarity of upfront. I'm promoting membership. Post recording, I'm promoting the individual one. So that has that has worked really well.
1: Do you have an uh, idea of what as new customers are? Are they mostly membership, mostly individual sales, or half and
0: half? That's a, that's a good question. It's tough to say. This doesn't exactly answer your question, but what I will say is the rollout of a new session, which right now is every other month, definitely spikes the activity on both fronts. So I in a month where I have a new session, I see a spike in memberships. I see a spike in individual sales. Yeah. And then the month where there's not something new, I still get sales, but it goes way down. Yeah. So Sometimes they also can depend on the topic, right? Some topics are a, for an individual sale. Some are more interesting than, or more relevant to people than others and, and that kind of thing. But there's absolutely, there's absolutely spikes. Like I would yeah. say months where I have a new session, total revenue from skill sessions probably, from new buyers, probably doubles at least. There's a big, there's a sure. big difference. The other thing, and, and it's funny, this is very meta because we're recording this right now, but this is going to come out in the middle of what I'm calling skill session week for the first time. And I'm doing a big push this week before raising the price next week. As part of that, every one of my daily issues is going to be about skill sessions, sharing excerpts from them. We're going to put this podcast episode out. It's going to really be the first sort of concerted effort that for a week long, I'm going to go skill sessions, skill sessions, skill sessions, right? Not just promoting it, but sharing, again, value excerpts from them. This podcast is not just me saying, oh, skill sessions are great, but hopefully people are learning the business behind them. But it's a very focused push for skill sessions, which I really haven't done up to this point. Uh, and I'm I'm hopeful and, and I'm hopeful and expecting that that combined with the urgency of get in now before the price goes up, I... And expecting will probably give a big boost to that. A couple other things on the sort of marketing and pricing standpoint. One is testimonials and social proof is really important. An advantage of recording these live is I'm able to get testimonials from members. So then when I release the individual skill session, I have those testimonials. So it's new, but people have already seen it. Members have already seen it. So that has really helped. And again, something that the first few sessions we didn't really do. And then I realized like, oh, wait, I should get testimonials from those people to have on the the sales page. Another thing that I don't think I mentioned is I allow members to vote on topics that they want for the next session. Again, something I didn't do in the beginning, but now I think has been really helpful. About a month or so before the next session, I email the members and I give them three options of topics that I could talk about. And I let them vote. And so this is not only a good benefit for them, but it hel- it ensures that the sessions that I'm doing are things that they want to learn about. Really simple, but again, something that like in the beginning, I didn't think to do. And now I realize, oh, wait, like this, this is, this Which is, is an
1: example of one that they selected that turned out better than you even thought
0: it was going to be. I well, well I'll tell you, rather, I'm
1: going to, I'm going to speak, I'm going to answer my own question. I think like the relationship builder one. Was That's what I was really going to talk good. about. Yeah,
0: that's what I was going to talk about. Well, you know, what's funny. So there are topics and a lot of times, like, I don't flesh these fully out before people vote. And before I know I'm going to create it. Mm -hmm. So the relationship builder one was I was like, Oh, it might be interesting to do something. I realize I've become good at networking and building relationships. And I do this stuff. Then people voted for it. And then I go, Okay, well, How am I actually going to package up my expertise and tell people to, yeah, so sometimes it does surprise me a little bit that I'm like, oh, I actually do have a system for this and that I can teach people. The other thing, and I think you pointed this out that was really interesting about the relationship builder was on that one, it's usually pretty mixed gender wise, I think on most of these sessions and, but it's probably a majority of men, I would say maybe 60, 40 in, in general in terms of who shows up live. That one was maybe like eighty twenty women.
1: I would maybe say more. ninety ten women. Yeah, that was that was a, a woman party? It was fun.
0: Yeah, it was. It was, and it was funny because I don't really even think about it. And I think afterwards, you were like, "Did you notice it was like all women at that one?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, it's interesting." They were but asking people, the you know,
1: questions. I loved it.
0: Yeah, people people liked it and found it valuable. So yeah, that was a that was a good example.
1: Probably a whole other thought than psychology and. Other things yeah. about that. Well, I that, think the that I th- you know what? make makeup.
0: Well, the other thing that would have been really interesting is, and this is where words are really important, right? If I would have called that like the network builder, mm-hmm. I wonder if it would have been different. I don't know, but I wonder if the word relationship attracted women and maybe turned off some men. Did they
1: think you were going to give dating?
0: I, I no, I don't think they were, but just in terms of what. But I will, yeah, I'll make that a potential topic, and we'll we'll see where that goes. And then the last thing I would say again, something new that I've literally just started doing in the past couple of weeks, but I'm seeing good preliminary results with, is I've started to direct message people in my audience, people that I have an interaction with, or maybe they share something of mine that they like or they comment about how valuable some post or podcast episode or whatever was and new followers on Twitter who are relevant not like random bots mm-hmm. or whatever but like, and I started direct message them and for the people who have said something or shared something had some got clearly got some value out of my stuff I will thank them and basically ask them like hey have you ever checked out my skill sessions and here they are and if you'd like to you, t- you found my article about newsletters helpful. You might like the newsletter booster and I'll give you a discount code. I just wanted to say thanks. And for new followers, I'll DM them and I'll say, hey, thanks for following. I checked out your profile. I noticed that I noticed you're a blogger. Or I noticed you want clients. Hey, I've got these skill sessions. You might find the client generator really helpful. I'll give you a little welcome gift. Here's a discount. It's too early for me to know specific numbers, but I'm seeing sure. conversions off of that. And and I think it's a combination of both the outreach and the connection and the whatever and tailoring, oh, I see you're interested in getting clients, this can help you get clients, like whatever. But also it's just general awareness. I ran a, a Twitter poll recently, you know, it was like, do you even know I have skill sessions? And 50% of people didn't know. So some of that is not a hard sales pitch, it's just I want people who like my stuff and are following me to know that these things exist if they want them. And I think so a tactic from the
1: relationship builder, weapon,
0: it probably isn't it? It probably is, but I'm being, yeah, I'm being much more. And again, this skill session week promotion, this episode of the podcast up to this point in the podcast, I barely even mentioned mm-hmm. that is dumb on my part. To, <laughs> just to be perfectly honest, like I have this thing that I know works, that I know people like that I'm really proud of that anyone who finds my podcast helpful would like. And all I've done really to promote it on the podcast is at the very end of the show, literally at the last thing, be like, oh, I have skill sessions, go there. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very common for what lots of people do. And I think it's the other reason why I wanted to do this episode, because besides promoting them, I do think hopefully a lot of people that have their own products to to sell and promote can sort of learn from what I'm doing with mine and, and what is working and sort of where I'm going with it and how I'm sort of amping it up. My Again, my hunch is this focused like skill session week content, I am pretty sure is going to drive a massive uptick. Mm-hmm. And I think that assuming that works, I'll probably talk about it later, and maybe even do a skill session on it. Right. But I'm guessing that that kind of focused promotion around your thing probably gets you a lot more than just the occasional, oh, so, by the way, you see in newsletters all the time, right? There's the there's the same paragraph at the bottom of the newsletter that no one ever reads. That's by the way, you can hire me to work with you and mm-hmm. buy my thing. Cool. So any other questions about any of that?
1: No, that was
0: enlightening.
1: Right. Like I said, I'm going to go rewatch them.
0: <laughs> so before we go, you have to tell people where they can follow you because now you actually post every day on Twitter and Ship30 and, and all of that. You're no longer just behind the scenes. You've you've come out from behind. So tell them where to go.
1: I'm on Twitter, like Josh, all the time, all day, every day at Emily S. Benedict, B-E-N-E-D-I-C-T.
0: Cool. And for me, I'm on Twitter at J Spector. You can get my skill sessions at joshspector.com slash sessions. Get them this week because the price is going to go up. Get that membership. You'll love it. And even if you don't want the membership, go get the one thing that, you know, go get one of them and and see, that'll convince you. And when you do, you'll get an upsell email anyway. So uh, yeah, exactly. My newsletter for theinterested.com slash subscribe. If you would like to come on this show and ask me three questions, again, it's basically a chance to get free consulting and and get in front of my audience of thousands of people. Go to com slash questions to submit them. Emily, thank you for prompting me with these questions. Thank you for all your help with the show and the skill sessions and and agreeing to come on and help us with the new monthly (laughs) Q&As. Your skill session work just doubled.
1: Thanks for inviting me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right, everybody. Have a good week. I will see you next week.